Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is a Lip Media Podcast. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we are recording. We pay our respect to elders past and present and the Aboriginal elders of other communities who may be listening today. Welcome to The Gays Revolting, a definitive weekly news source for contemporary gays. We put the G in LGBTQIA+, and we're here to help you be the best G you can be. You can follow us on Instagram at Gays Revolting Pod, or join our Facebook group at The Gays of Revolting. And if you'd like to support the podcast and listen to our after shows, head over to patreon.com slash gaysrevoltingpod for a heap of extra content. Hi everyone! Hello! That's a forward slash. That's a forward slash. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, boomer. I get confused with those ones. And we thought we'd bring back our lovely tradition of reading each other. Because you guys Um, missed it so much. I did miss it so much. (laughs) Because I complained about it on a weekly basis. Um, So this this week I am joined by our boomer representative, (laughs) Thomas Jaspers. Thank you. Thank you for coming along. Our other host was recently featured as 2019's sex sexiest Halloween costume. <laughs> so that tells you all you really need to know about his personality. It's Kyle. Hi. And my name's Luke. I'm here and I'm the one that no one criticizes online. <laughs> no way. <laughs> never, ever. And we're never. joined by a very special guest. And I'm so excited to finally have her along. Kirsty Wiebeck. Hello, Kirsty. Well, How hello. are you? Thank hello. you for having me. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, Kirsty Wiebeck is uh, a wonderful comedian, a lesbian, cis woman, and uh, just an all round good person. I think. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, lovely. Um, Kirsty, we thought we'd put you a bit on the spot. Uh, can you give us a bit of your CV for anyone that's living under a rock and uh, doesn't know the amazing stuff you're doing at the moment? <laughs> Thank you. Well, yeah, I mean, you pretty much summed it up. I'm mostly a stand-up comedian. I'm an MC. I do bits and bobs on ABC Radio. Yeah. Debating. Just basically whatever anyone will mm. have me attend on. <laughs> yeah, that's where you're at. Yeah. yeah. Welcome. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I'm mostly a lesbian. That's pretty correct. Yeah. Yeah. First yeah. and foremost, yeah, career queer. Kirsty and I met at a, was it, it was at, a, at the Greyhound Hotel before I got knocked down. Oh, we're actually yeah. the reason it got knocked down, I think. <laughs> yeah, they, they had no choice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, and we were doing, we were both doing a spot at, I can't even remember. Oh, it was a fundraiser for the AIDS Council, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was a debate. Yeah, what? Was it a debate? It was a debate, yeah. Okay, yeah. Like, and, I mean, apparently uh, we didn't handle someone it that said, way, but <laughs> it was meant to be a debate. Someone <laughs> said to us, because we had the same haircut at the time, and someone said to us, you two, are you, are you two like brother and sister? And we were like, uh-huh. oh, yeah, I, I can say that, yeah. I can yeah. say that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we all we, look the same to you, Luke, yeah. yeah. <laughs> White this people. This so confusing <laughs> to me sometimes. <laughs> um, uh, what, what, what exciting things have been having, happening in your life, Kirst? 
Well, uh, career-wise, I've had my busiest year yet. Exciting. Which is good news. It's good news. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then you said career-wise. I'm like, you went to Korea? <laughs> 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 That's good that your career is also going. Yeah, everyone, yeah. let's get our career news out of the way. <laughs> Just get it out. We yeah. Well, I did live in Taiwan for six oh, years, oh. which is like right nearby. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. relevant. That's topical. Yeah. yeah, I've had a big year, been touring around the country, nice. done lots of cool stuff with comedy. Um, just recently bought a place with my partner Your lovely well. partner now, yes. Yeah, sorry boys, I'm unavailable. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and before that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are currently painting our new apartment. So yeah. it's just really nice to be here in the studio and not covering. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you can paint and, it if you like. Yeah, I you know. No. I promise you this podcast will feel like watching paint dry. Mm. Yes. <laughs> what you would have done if you were at home, which yeah. is nice. It's yeah. still early days. Yeah. <laughs> I can always leave and carry on painting. Yeah. Totally. We're not going to hold you down to it. <laughs> Speaking of debates, uh-huh. Kirsty actually gave us some debating advice because Tom and I and Carl will be heading to Adelaide next That's right. week. Yeah, this coming... For what? What are we heading there for? We're, well, we're, we're, we're doing two things. Well, well Kyle, uh, Luke and I are doing two things yeah, while we're I, over there. I'm supporting in the background. Yeah. <laughs> so this coming Wednesday, uh, Luke and I will be appearing at the uh, Feast Festival debate. Thursday night, of course, we are doing a live recording of the Gays Revolting uh, ah, part sure. of Feast Festival. Yeah. Kyle, you will be allowed to be part I of that guess as well. I'll, I, I'll, I'll check my schedule. <laughs> we'll be down at the Rhino Room. We yes. will be at the Rhino Great Room. Great venue. Yeah, mm. wonderful venue. You can grab a ticket at feast.org.au if it hasn't sold out by the time this mm-hmm. podcast airs. And then Friday night, we'll just be chilling. Fucking Free hot agents. dudes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Area codes, right? We'll see you down at Mary's <laughs> Poppin. Uh, Mary's Poppin. Poppin. Yeah, Mary's Poppin. Is that formerly Mars Bar? Oh no. my God, Kirsty, you have so been in a relationship sorry. for way too long. <laughs> Sadly, Mars Bar is no longer, but Mary's Poppin is the new destination. So that's, okay, the, that's the main gay club, and it has been it has been for a few years. But they've just moved into a new room next door, and it's stunning. It looks amazing. I haven't actually been there yet, I'm but the excited. photos are, are very impressive. So mm. All right. yeah. I still wish Mars Bar was around. Like, I know. I'm, I'm so. Was that I would get... that be because you're from Adelaide, Luke? Was yes. that the first gay club you went to? That informed my entire worldview. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those are things that happen. That's everything Mars that's Bar. wrong with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm Mars so bitter Bar. on this. Yeah. And you're so, so fucked up. I, I grew up in Adelaide and I had Mars Bar and maybe like a bridge off the mm. Eastern Highway. Like those were my two options oh, for yeah. being a gay man in Adelaide. You know, or a flight to Melbourne. Ago. Is yeah. it space themed? Mm. Or is it like chocolate? <laughs> no, I think just someone thought of it's a just, pun okay. in, yeah. in 1982 just, and yeah. opened yeah. the bar. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but it is next. I'll accept it. It used to be two doors down from the best Chinese restaurant in Adelaide, Ying Chow's. Oh, so you yeah. would get fucked mm. up and then go. Mm. And they'd be open till like 3 a.m. <laughs> amazing. Shallot pancakes. I'm just talking about my favorite food <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> no one stopped me. Yeah, yeah. All good. Uh, and. W- as well as the Adelaide show, we've also just announced that we're doing another show in another city, and that's Sydney. Yes! Yes! Can't wait. Mardi Gras! Mardi Gras. <laughs> yes. This literally makes it a tour. Yeah, because there's oh more than one. Can we get like a show. cool bus? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you are. You're on a tour. I'm not catching we're a bus. We're on a tour. No, <laughs> I'm not catching <laughs> a bus. Uh, uh, yeah, over. Sydney, and we're on the Friday night before the parade, which is very exciting. And we're doing it at the Giant Dwarf as well. Giant Dwarf, great right venue as well. You're yeah. doing wonderful. Great yeah, comedy venue as well. Very huh. exciting. So you can jump onto mardigras.org.au to grab a ticket for mm. that one. If you want to see the Taliban chic Kyle, oh yeah, I took that as a great compliment. Book your tickets. I don't know what that actually. Means, but someone just so, commented on our Twitter. Oh no, it's because you had a full beard. Yeah, I, st- I yeah. have like a very full beard. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. I took it as a compliment. Someone commented <laughs> that on Twitter. 
And, you know, maybe culturally inappropriate, but we didn't say it. Someone on Twitter said it, so it's fine. <laughs> maybe they were Taliban and they are allowed to say it. I don't. I don't think they were a Taliban know. agent. I don't know if there's a lot of, a lot of Taliban followers revolting. following the gays revolting, but maybe, yeah, sure. Maybe. So I'm not sure if you guys have heard of this saying that's kind of trending at the moment, but mm. OK Boomer. I'm obsessed with it's that. It's so, it's blowing up. <laughs> yeah. I think. If you were to go into the comment section of anything climate related, you would most likely see a battle ensuing between Gen Z or millennials versus baby boomers. Yeah. Mm. Baby boomer being a person born between, I forget, an older person. Well, we're going to have a chat about generations. I've done some research. Yeah. Uh, So just for context, Mm -hmm. and look, there's no exact science to this because it's just sort of what people refer to, but generally it's accepted as baby boomers being between the age of 55 and 73 currently, right right now. Mm -hmm. Then there's Generation X, which is 40 to 54. Yeah. Then there's the Millennials or Generation Y, which is uh, 25 to 39, which I was very excited to find out that I am a millennial. I thought I was older than a millennial. I'm surprised you. Me too. And then you've got Gen Z. Z, which is yeah. uh, 7 to 24 right. years old. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so you would see a battle ensuing in these comment sections and generally the baby boomer would call the rest of the people like snowflakes or yeah. something and the common retort to that now would be to call the baby, like say, okay boomer. Yeah. It's kind of like a shutdown that youngins now have coined uh, using youngins. it. <laughs> You're becoming an old queen. I know. And are using to like retaliate in yeah. a way. I think it was trending on Twitter last week because even one of the Greens people in New Zealand yes. giving a really good speech on climate change and there were hecklers and she even shut down someone saying, okay, boomers. So yeah, I think that's why it's trending at the moment, which is hilarious. Um, kids are like now putting on clothing and caps and yeah. items and making money from it. Like a big fuck you. Like I'm going to make money from this as like a retaliation to, yeah. to boomers. For fucking up our world and like I think that is one of the most surprising reflections yeah. of modern culture is how quickly we can merchandise yeah. Yeah. A and meme. It's like, yeah. You know, I feel like that is ultimate modern convenience is I can see something funny on my Twitter mm-hmm. feed and within moments it's available to order on a mug t shirt, jumper, hoodie, bumper yeah. sticker. And it's literally you, on everything. You know, water bottle, yeah. hydro flask thing. Yeah. Like that's incredible to me. Like that probably is something bad for Which climate some change. Which boomers have used but, to attack mm-hmm. Gen Z for doing for monetizing this whole thing. Yeah. So the New York Times that did an article mm-hmm. calling this the end of uh, friendly intergenerational war, oh and uh, when they, was went it and interviewed, yeah, <laughs> they went and interviewed a whole lot of these people that are making money off this merchandise. Yeah, and their response was, "Well, how the f- I know because it's mostly Americans. Like, yeah. well, how the fuck am I supposed to pay for my college student tuition, loans, all like, yeah, or student lo- loans yeah. and that sort of stuff." They're like, of course I need to fucking make money out of this because yeah. you've got all of the money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? And it's so funny that like boomers like often call everyone a snowflake when they themselves are yeah. often very easily offended. And so many people are taking offense to this online, mm. even going as far as to compare it to the N-word, which yes. is insane to me yeah, because yeah, yeah. holy cow. Yeah, yeah no, it's a very I different don't, thing. Yeah. I don't think- and what I love about OK Boomer is obviously it does not apply to all baby boomers. Yeah, In no, fact, it doesn't even apply not. to not the majority to of baby boomers. <laughs> it, 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 most baby boomers are... Oh, great. But it applies to the ones that are offended by it. So if like you all the old out, white men in parliament that love yeah. coal. So if you want to work <laughs> out who's offended by the phrase, OK Boomer, you just use OK Boomer. Yes. And then you and know then what see... kind of baby boomer they are. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, in comedy, we have a thing called punching up, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Where, what? like, mm. you're. It, so it, you don't punch down yeah. on people who are less privileged. Are, are less privileged. Yeah. Exactly mm. right. And so. My dating life is punching up. <laughs> 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 Punching up or batting up? 
<laughs> yeah, and I guess like with the OK Boomer thing, like the the theory behind it is that it's just punching up and, sh- yeah. and shutting uh-huh. shutting down the mostly the online mm-hmm. things, like yeah. where where boomers are just going, well, oh, protesting about climate change isn't fixing anything. Snowflakes, like yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. all there on your mobiles, and it's, oh, you know, God. like back in my day, yeah, yeah, it would be like a response to back in my day. I'm yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like it's it's interesting. I mean, it was a meme. Like people are enjoying it. It's not productive. Yeah, <laughs> but well, a lot I mean, of people are making money isn't. off it. So yeah, which is like, getting... it's very ironic. Yeah. yeah, because I mean, the capitalist society that mm-hmm. the boomers like really embraced, really mm-hmm. embraced, mm-hmm. and really cemented in the world. Yeah, is like you know something that that millennials and and younger people are attacking. Yeah, yeah. But so it is. It's ironic. But and it's another also, ironic. Like, mean. But, that's, yeah. but that's the culture of the world now as yeah. well that you created. So you yeah. can't be upset if exactly. Exactly, full circle. Like- <laughs> the ironic yeah. part yeah. of this merchandise thing that no one's talking about, which, you know, quite often when you're using these online merchandise mm-hmm. uh, services, they own- 50% yeah. at least of the merchandise is going to the company that's distributing it, who is probably it's not worth it. owned by some Generally. baby boomer yeah. that's making all the money <laughs> off this bo- uh, baby boomer yeah, merchandise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then later on when OK Boom is not the in-trend thing that yeah. we're all saying on the internet then all of our OK Boomer merchandise is going to go into landfill. Which we're also oh, protesting against. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think, can I just ask, Kyle, how old are you? I'm 28. You're 28, so you're... 91. Really? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so you're a... You're a how um, dare you? <laughs> you're younger as well. Thank you. Uh, Dama, I take it as a compliment. Um, so you're a millennial and you both fall into millennial... Correct. I've just found out that I'm a millennial. A millennial as well, and you're so just younger than me. So we're all millennials, which is kind of funny. Because we're, we're Gen Y, but then millennials like the blanket term. Well, like you get certain... you get allocated a uh, yeah. a letter until mm-hmm. your generation comes up with I don't like its labels. own term. <laughs> Gen X is pretty much always stuck with Gen X. They're sometimes always called also called the baby bust because that's when people stopped having babies. Stop having babies. Uh, oh, apparently we called that. ourselves oh. millennials even though our generation finished quite a while before the millennium <laughs> happened. But interestingly, this, this conversation is interesting because we all sit in the generation between the baby boomers and mm. Gen Z. And what I love about this is that our generation, the the baby, mm. uh, the millennials, have spent a long time reading mm. articles about how we can't buy houses because we have too much avocado on toast <laughs> and that sort of stuff. Yeah. And, do you remember that headline yeah. that we did the rounds? And it was like, why aren't millennials buying diamonds? And that sort of like, stuff. Like, oh, God. Yeah. And we spent 20 years trying to shut down these baby boomers. Yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden, Gen Z comes along. They're yeah. only, what, the 24 years old. The world. And they're like, oh, here's a phrase. Mm. And all we've done is put okay before the phrase that they already refer to themselves it's at. Like, so like and that has really like, pissed okay, them off. Okay. Yeah. 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 I love yeah. it. I felt like this was around for much longer until TikTok or something. Yeah, TikTok things. Well, I, okay, I've recently discovered TikTok. Up. You will lose days to it. Trends that come up on TikTok and that is definitely one of the big mm. ones. The favourite tweets I've seen surrounding this and one of them is very popular so forgive me if this is like <laughs> old news to everyone listening. Ties it to this argument that it's like the mm. N-word of ageism oh, or yeah. whatever. Oh. If you're comparing two words, but you can't hmm. say one of them because yeah. they're yes. so bad. Yeah, it's like, well... It means that word is worse. Yes. yes. <laughs> you yeah. know. That's such a good point, yeah. Uh, if you can't even say the N-word, yeah. but you can say, okay, boomer. Classic being, boomers. <laughs> being a brown person, do you know how many yeah. times we get chucked into a conversation of like, oh, but this mm. is basically racism. Yeah. You're like, is and, it? <laughs> and like, I'm meant to feel yeah. mind blown by that mm. fact. Like, oh... This thing that happened to yeah. me is happening oh God, to I can you relate now. now. <laughs> um, but it's not at all. I, I I do think it 
it is a product of years of frustration yeah. and it's a real trickle down effect from our generation onto the next and hopefully onto the other is, you know, we all fraternize. We're like the kids at school. We all talk to one another, the generations. And so the baby boomers talk to us and we mm. talk to the gen yeah. Zs of the mm. world and they pick up the best of mm. what we sort of trickle down. Yeah. And it works yeah. the same way with Pokemon generations. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, people have been making that argument that, oh, every generation doesn't like the last one. Yeah. But it's actually not really true. So the silent generation, which is the one that became before the baby boom generation, mm-hmm. went through World War II. Uh, and then the baby g- boomer generation happened, which everyone sort of accepts as the one that got handed everything on a platter, mm. especially in Western... Well, only in Western countries. So a lot in a lot of Western countries, they got free university. They had very good access to the housing market. A lot of the shit that people went through in World War II, they were like, right, let's make everything better for the next generation. And the general consensus is that uh, after that, they sort of held on to that. So Generation X the millennials and Gen Y and the next one, which is Generation Alpha, Mm. have actually all banded together and in a weird way also banded together with the silent generation who are now being stuck in nursing homes and aren't being looked after by Mm. the generation that they built everything for are kind of all sticking together going, hang on, you guys got handed everything mm. and then held on to it and didn't pass it on to everyone else. So essentially everyone's against the boomers. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 The root of all evil. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. And again, no. just to be very clear, it is not it's all not baby all boomers. The problem is that the majority the of wealth, the, the, that 1% that we're mm. always talking about, is pretty much always uh, baby boomers. And it has also been argued that there are also people in our generation and even in Generation uh, Z that really fall into that okay boomer thing. Oh, she just bought a house. Kirsty has just bought a house, but she also is a hardworking, <laughs> a hardworking okay, boomer. comedian. I'm just uh, to start a and a lesbian, and yeah. that's what they're good at that doing. That brings yeah. us to our next topic. Yeah. <laughs> and I got gifted it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah from your, really, your millionaire parents, yeah. <laughs> oh. We did have a guest on our show a while ago, uh, LGBT elder. Tom's here every week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. Carl, I made Luke laugh. I'm so happy. Carl surprisingly made me laugh. I didn't find it and very it's funny. Really but that's funny. <laughs> and it is something we've touched on in the show, and yeah. people ask me about it as well. Was about the age divide mm. in the LGBT community, yeah. and is there a generation gap between young gays and older gays? Mm. I feel it with the younger gays as well, mm. which makes me feel like there is that generational yeah. bias. Um, is there an element of ageism coming into play here? Do people just not like old um, people or old things? And is it easy to make fun of them? Is, I mean, is, it is. <laughs> uh, my understanding of this specific yeah. thing that we're talking about, OK Beamer, is about privilege. It's not about age. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of baby boomers are actually jumping on board. A lot of the baby boomers that aren't mm. privileged or weren't born into excessive privilege mm. are jumping on board with this meme. My grandma, I caught up with my family on, on Sunday. My grandma used it. She's on Facebook. I host DT's Trivia and uh, we have some wonderful uh, older gays that come along and their team name last week was the OK Boomers, making yeah. fun of the, the whole thing. It does sound like a team <laughs> yeah, it's a good team. <laughs> um, this, for me at least, when I'm using it, th- this phrase mm. is not referring to people of a certain age. It's referring to yeah, privileged person, people yeah, like... which fall into a mm. certain uh, age bracket, but it does not 
definitively res- mean all yeah. people born within that age mm. bracket. No, well, it's more about ideology, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly, and yeah. It's like if and it's the people sticking their head in the ground with climate change. And yes. Things. Absolutely, yeah. So it'd be the same thing as if someone disagreed with me mm. and I was like, oh, they're being homophobic. Yeah. I do like, that all the time. Like, <laughs> yeah. That but is just, something. Just because I'm gay <laughs> yeah. and I've yeah. presented an idea and someone's disagreed agreed with As me. As a joke you've said. No, it's got nothing to do it's with my really sexuality. Same, yeah. It's to do with the idea I've presented and yeah. they disagree with that. Yeah. I think it's a long bow to say that it's ageist. Yeah. yeah. And it's the same way that like there's always news articles about millennials yes. and like, yeah. yes, that's like, and, like yeah. the whole millennials are eating too much. And they all think we have like, like Peter Pan syndrome, we don't want to grow up. Yeah. Like, yeah, so millennials is thrown around in exactly the same oh, way. way more and has been done for a long time. Yeah. Mm. But I kind of love that we weren't good enough to come up with our own thing but the Gen Z yeah. came up with it for us. Greta Thunberg. Yeah. She started yeah. it off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really um, glad to be back. Listeners <laughs> <laughs> have been dying. Now, I wanted to stir up some shit. I always love the topics that are sort of like post-apocalyptic, dystopian, <laughs> bleak looks into the future. And I'd actually seen a few articles talking about, well, predicting the eventual Brexit mm-hmm. tearaway. <laughs> to throw in another political mm. reference of the LGBT rainbow family yeah. um, that was sort of suggesting that over time, as certain members of the community have gained certain rights and others have not, mm. and that our individual interests and preferences and, and priorities and values have changed, that potentially it's not in our best interest to be lumped together mm. as one unit. An as LGBT, the LGBTI right yeah. As an LGBTQIA+. And that it's an inevitability mm. that at some point, perhaps 2020, mm-hmm. which sounds like a science fiction year, but mm-hmm. it's actually next year. Mm. Flying cars. To date this episode into a very specific <laughs> <laughs> time and place. And some people might think that's crazy, though. The LGBT world is so interconnected. We have a, yeah. a gay podcast with a lesbian guesting on it right now as we Where? speak um <laughs> but there is this history of especially recently of mm. infighting within our letters especially as i feel that there's a major need for attention to a specific letter in our yeah. alphabet being the t and the mm-hmm. rights of trans individuals yeah. mm. Last year, a small group of activists, um, they were lesbian activists, disrupted London Pride with a protest against the inclusion of trans people, yeah. uh, stating oh, yeah. that trans activism erases lesbians. Did you comment on that, Chris? <laughs> Did you enjoy <laughs> London last yeah. year, Percy? <laughs> so, was that fun? Do you feel satisfied? <laughs> God, it would make me feel sick to even... Yeah, I mean... In my opinion, there is no room for TERFs, mm. TERFs. anywhere. Mm. I mean, the some argument is sorry. that... Some people aren't familiar with the Oh, I'm sorry. Um, trans-exclusionary radical feminists. Yes. Which are not always lesbians, um, but they do exist in the lesbian community. And the people protesting at London Pride would have been referred to as TERFs. TERFs, yeah. Yeah, I mean, often the argument is that Trans women are erasing lesbians, and is it, it's is like it that lesbi- argument in itself is erasing trans women. Oh. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I like don't you're quite saying that trans that. women, right? Essentially, it's an argument against trans women's identity, and TERFs will take the line that trans women they don't exist. Mm. They're, they're yeah. men. They're men dressed as women, Mm. which we all know is absolutely not the case. But you'll hear those sort of arguments about 
how it's um just men trying to trick lesbians into dating them. Oh God! And like <laughs> oh, I've yeah. literally read a thread wow. like that on Twitter recently, and it's like this whoa. is very much the Jermaine Greer train of thought, correct? Yeah, Jermaine yeah. Greer's come out and said yeah, Quite very, few, very yeah. similar things to those effects. Like yeah. she's definitely made plenty of trans exclusionary yeah. statements oh. in her time, and, um, and is also or was once the the wonderful radical feminist that's now. Turned on trans people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that, yeah, I mean, that's pr- pretty much the definition of a turf, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Like, oh. yeah. So I'm here promoting the rights of women, mm. and I'm a feminist, and I'm pushing a feminist agenda. However, I'm not accepting all women, and yeah. I'm, not, I'm not accepting that trans Radical. women are actual people. Like they're they're just men dressed as women. So it's it's a very alarming way to perceive the trans yeah. community, Absolutely, obviously. Yeah. Is it predominantly like, the lesbian community within the LGBT flag that has problems with the trans community? No. It's no, not. No, okay. it's, it's just, just, shared, just this weird... Shared this around. Weird, yeah. I like TERFs because I feel like... No, that's going to sound Whoa. really bad out of context. I like the word TERF because I feel like it's onomatopoeic. Like, yeah. it sounds... War, yeah, yeah, well, that's why I, I never heard it before sounds, tonight. And yeah. when you said TERFs, I just assumed it was like TERF wars. That's yeah. No, there's TERFs and SWERFs. Yeah, sex worker. Oh my god! Yeah, so we've actually jumped headfirst into very tricky territory, Kyle. I don't know if you (laughs) know yet, but we've jumped straight in. Okay, cool. cool. Um, Because historically speaking, it's not always been this way. The infighting. You were around in the (laughs) eighties. Historically, Uh, there has been a lot more camaraderie or mm. less division between the letters. That's the way that I kind of feel. And again, this is me being someone that that spends more of a a time in, in the physical queer space in the online queer space and I don't want to feel like that's my mm-hmm. catchphrase if you pull my string that's what I say but I feel like in the real world this isn't as big as a problem as it seems online the fact that it does seem like a yeah. problem online means that it is a problem it's definitely, definitely a problem that we need to address it's something that we need to be very cautionary of I feel like we're all stronger together like we all need to stand together mm-hmm. and help each other if we want to go deep into history uh, and look at things like the Weimar Republic we know that rights can be taken away from anybody in our community and it might be some people in the community it might be the entire community yeah. but we're going to be stronger and stand uh, if we stand together in the future when we are fighting for these rights mm, yeah. but when we look at recent history we've talked before about the uh, the wonderful group of lesbians that banished together in mm-hmm. Sydney in the 80s delivering meals to men that were dying of AIDS during the AIDS epidemic because their families weren't visiting and you know there was so little help for them at the time and these women because really essentially when you think about it mm. lesbians and gay men could not have anything less in common we have less in common <laughs> than straight people have what about bunnings? but what all we have <laughs> depends which kind of gay you're talking about <laughs> but what we have in common is that we're on the outskirts of mainstream society so we band together and we stick together and we help each other out yeah and so there's wonderful stories of these wonderful lesbians that had n- no responsibility to go and help these men in sydney in the 80s but they did yeah. it and mm. they got together and there's a, a great documentary that we've talked about before if, if anyone wants to do some more uh investigation there's also the wonderful tradition of of the dykes on bikes leading uh, the parades uh mm. sometimes after our first people but but always being at the, towards the front yeah. of the parades which i think is a beautiful regular tradition i mean even really recently if we want to talk about you know even in pop culture i feel like the entire queer community was really excited when mm. spoiler for anyone that's watching season three of dragula don't listen for the next 
four seconds. But when Landon Sider won uh, season three of Dragula, I feel like the entire queer community was really excited mm. that a cis woman lesbian who uh, is a drag king won a sh- pop culture show that is yeah, traditionally yeah. won by or dominated by yeah. cis men. Wow, that's really interesting. I, I, I just feel like, I, I mean, even at Granny Bingo, you know, th- there's often arguments that, that trans people hate drag queens. And I don't feel like that's. I only read really something a, recently about that, yeah. which really surprised me because I, I, I didn't know that was a it's, thing. It's at a all. problematic thing. To say. I'm sure that there are some trans people that. that take umbrage with it and, and probably for their own mm-hmm. personal reasons but at Granny Bingo we have very regular um, trans guests uh, we, yeah. there's also a huge amount of trans drag artists as well yeah. and so there is all these wonderful crossovers and, mm-hmm. and I, if the DT's uh, Bake Off which I'm obsessed with which Kirsty's been to before I feel like is, is a beautiful um, reflection of the entire community coming yeah. together to raise money for its own community so I feel like in the real world it's not that big an issue but yes yeah. there is an online problem yeah. and, and what I think it is is clickbait there's so many articles being written there's someone finding one person that has a problem Mm -hmm. and then writing a massive article which then gets shared 40,000 times on Twitter or Facebook and then so people go oh so apparently we now are fighting with these people over this issue well it's also tricky when you have such a wildly diverse group of people put into a monolith yes so like LGBTIQA plus like that is a massive range of people it's a huge spectrum (laughs) that have been put under this rainbow banner who again don't really have that much in common with each other Yeah, yeah yeah absolutely and then it also so there's so many individuals yeah. within each of those groups as yeah. well. So, I mean, I remember growing up, most of my best friends were gay men. Mm. And it wasn't until I was in like my mid-twenties that people started saying to me, oh, I thought lesbians hated gay men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I was like, what? I was like, absolutely not. Like, not mm. where I grew up. Like, we were all besties. And, like, yeah. to this very day, like, my closest friends are gay men. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realise that that was ever a thing. And, like, now, like, I've certainly come across lesbians here and there yeah. who have had firm views mm-hmm. on gay men. I've met gay men who really haven't liked the company of lesbians. But, like, that's a very broad yeah. statement It is a broad statement. As well. Like, as an individual to go, I don't like yeah. gay men. Those individuals are going to exist in any sub yeah. society. And like, I think that yeah. there's also, this is a weird thing to say, but I think we also have to be sympathetic towards some mm. of those people. I, f- I feel like there's a lot of people who feel unsafe outside of their circles or outside of their immediate circles. Personally, I find I, I struggle to connect with heterosexual men and that's because of previous trauma that I've had sure. growing up in an all-boys school. And so I'm not very close with, with heterosexual men and, and generally there's very few of them that I can connect with really well. Mm. And sadly, I feel like some people's past traumas and, and what they've experienced in their life has been that they've cut off so many people in the world that they can really only associate with the people that are exactly the same as them. And so sadly, that means that sometimes there might be a, like a small minority of the lesbian community or of the gay male community or of the trans community that really can't feel comfortable around anyone outside their circle. And I think it's important when dealing with those people, and it is common mm-hmm. in, in the gay male community, I see it a lot, and it frustrates me, but I think the best thing to do is sort of try and understand that they're coming from a place of trauma and that it makes them feel safe to sort of surround themselves by people that are exactly the same as them, but try to sort of educate them and sort mm-hmm. of introduce them and make them realize it's actually not okay to say that that joke that you just yeah, said, yeah. or it's it's not okay to say to to you know slag off that person that you saw mm-hmm. standing on the other side of the bar. And bring them into the world and make mm-hmm. them realise that um, they don't have to stick just with their letter from the rainbow. Yeah. They can embrace the entire Absolutely. community. I, yeah, I feel like 
I view the rainbow flag and LGBTI as like Game of Thrones and like each letter is like a house <laughs> vying for power. Oh, it totally. kind of seems like that. Yeah, and then yeah, like yeah. as soon as one kind of gets a bit of like an advantage and power oh, and then I they kind of like oh. look down and I feel like gay guys like especially get caught up in that. Like they're kind of the poster boys of the LGBT community and mm. like, cause like it's always been us and like adverts and everything like that. And I think it's not, I, yeah, I feel <laughs> like it's been us a lot. And people get drunk on that power kind of thing and, mm. like, kind of, yeah, like, Cersei forget it up. For, yeah, Cersei it up and forget about the other people below. Like, I was mm. even having a conversation with people recently, and I heard a gay guy say, when commenting on trans rights, he said, uh, we just got, like, marriage equality, aren't we asked? Like, like let's just leave it at that. Like, I think it's a real asking? shame that you see it that way. Yeah. Um, I think any gay man, and probably any gay woman over the age of yeah. 45, hearing you say gay men have it the easiest... That would blow their well, mind. Well, I'm not. I'm not they, saying they have no, no, it. No, but easiest, I, I know you're saying that that's a perceived. I'm just saying that we. I think are, that like, would blow We're their the ones mind. in the spotlight yeah. a lot of the time. I think anyone that lived through the AIDS crisis, yeah. hearing gay men have it easy, would yeah. blow their mind to hear. I, a gay that's man. not what I'm saying. I, I, no, 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 but that's what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that I mean, where you're th- you're yeah. thinking of? your perspective right now and mm-hmm. obviously we are very privileged where yeah. you and I are both white mm-hmm. we live in inner city Melbourne and we are incredibly privileged yeah. but assuming that an entire bunch of any yeah. letter in the community is doing well mm-hmm. is a mistake we just I just need mean to in together. comparison to the other letters in well, the you community mean the trans yeah community. yeah like with the trans community and yeah. just because we're more in the spotlight so maybe like it, we're a bit more normalised yeah. so we feel like yeah, that's fair. Yeah, think, yeah, but I'm not. I'm definitely not, by no means saying that we are like have it easy, and it's no. I think further to that is some people were positioning that historically the LGBTQIA plus community has been formed via adversity and crisis. Mm-hmm. So our strongest moments where we've come together as a community have been during the HIV crisis mm. and during things like the postal vote yeah. where there's been external pressures that are forcing our community to come together, this disparate group of people mm. Mm. that would generally have nothing to do with one another or nothing yeah. in common yeah. except for the fact that we're being oppressed. Yeah, Our community is a really crucial, interesting and tricky time where certain members of our community mm. are no longer feeling that oppression yeah. Or are no longer as oppressed yeah. Yeah. as some of our trans mm-hmm. brothers and sisters or individuals may be. Mm-hmm. And we have to decide, I think, as a community, how we focus our attention and how we stay together as a community yeah. Yeah. in these moments. Because people will say things mm-hmm. like, I just got marriage equality, so yes. let's leave it at that. Like yeah. That is a yeah. literal real life conversation yeah. that has happened that Carl's heard. Yeah, And that's what happens when we don't have this mm-hmm. overarching mm-hmm. adversity pushing down every single member of our the community. The White Walkers are coming. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and so I don't necessarily think anyone's wrong, except for the people maybe oppressing yeah. LGBTQIA yeah. individuals. But when I read the article, article mm-hmm. about disbanding the letters mm-hmm. and the fact I think London is doing a separate trans pride festival and a number of other berlin is has a uh, multiple pride festivals for mm. different demographics yeah. within the rainbow it, it kind of feels like when you kind of have a breakup conversation <laughs> right. within a couple you know and you go like is this the time where we get really stronger because we have mm. these conversations mm. and we get better as a couple or do we split off now? Yeah, I see. I definitely see what you're saying. I think there's always been... Uh, look at this podcast. This is a podcast that we, we make for gay men. Mm-hmm. Um, we think it's important for gay men to know about other people's 
plight in within the community. Yeah. So that's why we have wonderful people like Kirsty coming along and, and chatting to us. And it's okay for the individual groups within the LGBTI community to have their own little things. And that's why we've historically always had gay bars and lesbian bars and that sort of stuff. And we've now got trans nights and stuff starting, which is wonderful for people mm. to feel safe and have their own little thing to focus on. Mm. But yeah, we need to work out how does the community work together politically mm. um, and socially to help each other out. You, you, you're totally right with that. Yeah. 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 I also just want to say, we would, I would like if we were careful about saying things like in the real world and not in the real world. Like, I know where you no, mean in the physical clickbait, world. But... There's clickbait that gets shared online that makes everyone think that something is real. It's, it's, sorry, maybe I'm not explaining myself clearly, but that's that's what I mean when I'm talking about... You mean like the cyber stuff's... world? <laughs> I, I think just avoiding the word real because yeah. it, it, it suggests that the things that people read online is, are not real. No, I just real. worry about where that starts from and how it becomes real. You've got to be cautious on what you're reading and its sources. And yes. Yeah, I, just I, be careful. And, I if, think and if an article of... gets shared a lot because one person said something or one person did something wrong at a protest or these like the small group yeah. of radicals did something at a protest in London a few years ago, that doesn't mean that the community is falling apart. Does that no, make sense? I know, I know, but... It just got shared a lot online so everyone read it so we all feel like it's falling apart. I, I think calling people's online experiences not real is, is, Sorry, is sort yeah. of dismissive. Yeah, that's a, that's a really fair call and uh, it's a dismissive way of, yeah. Viewing things yeah. because people experience things online and it's very real but to I'm, them. I, I'm just worried that it's creating an issue from something that was very small. I feel like yeah. an article getting so, shared a whole lot of times doesn't mean that... I know, it, I'm just saying... You're saying maybe just be a bit more sceptical while reading articles yeah. like this. Just yeah. maybe take with a yeah. grain of salt. And go out to a bar. Yeah. Go to fucking something like Honcho Disco and see our entire community getting together and yeah. having a really amazing time and cheering each other on stage regardless of what mm-hmm. fraction of the community they're from. That, to me, is yeah. how we're actually doing an article getting shared a whole lot on time because mm-hmm. uh, online because it had a really good headline to yeah. me is not whilst it definitely causes trauma to people I don't deny that sorry it doesn't necessarily mean that's how everybody is yeah. feeling yeah. yeah I know I just I wanted to point out for some people that is their real world yeah and and to and their whole world and their yeah. whole world yeah. and to say that's not the real world the real world's this thing that my I real, have. my real yeah. world's in that's world fair. of Warcraft yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> for some people they're queer community and their community is online only mm-hmm. and and that's something very important to them yeah. i think yeah i totally agree that the onion exists like mm. shit online is mm. not always true but some well, of it's not that it's not true it's just yeah perception yeah perception is different when you see something get shared a million times because it's an unusual event yeah it just takes three mums on facebook to share that shit and it's like wildfire i also think that like you can't force groups of people to stay together mm. either yeah. not that you are suggesting that you know we know i was people. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you must right. remain under the rainbow <laughs> banner yeah. like it's war now but even if people do decide that they'd like to separate out into their own groups like mm. however however that administratively <laughs> works well, no, we'll leave the- that to the lesbians <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll organize that yeah. I'll, I'll make you a pie chart yeah. it'll be fine it'll be I'll rock up two hours late to the meeting just so you know. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll knock it up in two hours. It yeah. won't be an issue. But, like, we can all, and we all should be great allies yeah. to each other anyway. You know, Regardless so it's, of whether we're... Totally, mm. 100%. Like, I don't... I feel like it was an easy thing to group everybody together mm. just, like, in a pop culture sense, yeah. you know, for a while. And it, But it's totally fine if people are branching out and doing yeah. Yeah. their own things. Like, I mean, yeah. I, as long I'm as all not about... Trying to shut other people down, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Like, I'm all about, um, you know, there being a, a trans pride, if that's what the trans community... Totally 
wants yeah. to do. Like, like no one has a right to be like, absolutely not. You must yeah. be part <laughs> we of shan't the whole be doing that. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, regardless of that umbrella term mm. and whether, you know, the letters all stay together, mm. I think, like, the main key is that we all just remain good allies to each other. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, which we should we should be like across the board anyway. You know, yeah. like that should Even just be a societal of the thing. LGBT like, community, yeah. we should just be yeah, mm, absolutely, to one yeah, totally, yeah. yeah, for sure. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So we're going to talk about one of my favourite topics, drugs! Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> In a nutshell, for anyone that uh, yeah. hasn't heard about it, uh, Canberra has decided to make lead wiggle. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Please leave that in. You're hot right now. Legal. <laughs> to make weed legal. Legal. Oh my God. Make uh, Weagle great again. <laughs> that even got our producer. Oh, Hashtag Weagle. Oh, that has to stay in. I had too much box wine. Uh, to make weed legal. Obviously, I cut, sorry, for I personal can't. use. <laughs> Not no, hear it the other way. <laughs> We're going to make lead Weagle. Sounds like a Pokemon. It was already um, decriminalised there as well. Yes, yeah. yeah. So, but, but, I grew up there. I know yeah. I know. You know your well. shit. You know yeah. your shit. Yeah. Um, you know where not, it's good. Not the first state in Australia to do it, but probably the most progressive for personal use. So mm-hmm. they're going to make it legal to have four plants. Um, um, there's not going to be a household limit. So mm-hmm. I think South Australia for a while had a thing about four plants, but up to so many people per house. There's going to be four plants with no household limit per person mm. um, to grow and use for personal recreational use. Okay. Um, now, technically, it's still illegal by the federal government. So recreational use by the federal government yeah. is still illegal, has been for a long time, but is not really enforced uh, in Australia. It's still going to be illegal to smoke it in public or within 20 metres of a child. So you, you can't oh. do it at home if there's a child around. And it's not going to change their drug laws. How do people police that? Yeah, it sounds like very complicated. I, I, <laughs> sorry to be really stupid, yeah. but I always wonder with laws. Mm. Like, as, I think are people some laws really are there just at- to sort of be like, a, if people are like, I don't know whether I should smoke this around my kid or not, you can go, well, we're not <laughs> supposed to really do it within 20 metres of a child. I just imagine this <laughs> person yes. that's very good at judging distances. <laughs> yeah. like, and has like yeah. one very step, big. Yeah. I mean, isn't Canberra like 20 metres wide? <laughs> <laughs> that rules out a lot of No, brain. it's sprawling actually, so it's oh. ideal. Mm. Um, yeah, I reckon you'd, ha- you'd actually have one of those like raw Holy clicker thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh with the chalk thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When you're measuring at the oval, yeah. yeah. God, or the 50 metre sprint, yeah. I hate, I hate to make this topic even sillier than it already is. No, but, please do. This is I my topic. What are you talking about, you yeah. asshole? Take it. Lead Weagle. Weagle, yeah. <laughs> the iPhone app now lets you measure distances. <gasps> yes. You have like the, the iPhone app, like Grinder. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. What are they measuring like on Grindr there? Grinder phone lets yeah. me measure. Um, you can VR, like tape measure things. Yes. It's crazy. You can VR right. tape measure things. Yeah. So I feel like that makes these legal sort of uh, proceedings mm. 
anyone that has any sort of jurisdiction yeah. around so you just how see people far around schools away walking, from children walking. they need to you be. You just got to make sure you're not too high to use it. <laughs> <laughs> I got so fucking phone. high the other night, I couldn't work out, oh, can I go, I'm going to go on a tangent. I was <laughs> doing a gig in uh, Ballarat on Saturday and on uh-huh. Friday night I got so high that I had to sleep on a friend's couch because I couldn't work out how to use Uber. <gasps> yeah. And, but uh, you couldn't anyway. <laughs> I, yeah. And I was supposed to be getting picked up at 10 o'clock in the morning from oh, my house. No. To go to this gig in Ballarat, and I woke up at eleven o'clock on no, a friend's no. couch, suburbs <laughs> oh. away from my own house, and had to race home. And yeah, did you make it? Don't do weird kids. I made it two minutes late to Ballarat. So drugs are fine. Kids. Drugs are fine. <laughs> you can still deal with. See, so no. when Tom's high, he can't even tell how far away an Uber is. No, no, <laughs> I can't even work out how to open the app. That's the problem. He just got into a random car and hoped for the best. Here's some <laughs> other fun statistics for you. Uh, mm. Seven, and this is one that surprised me. Seven hundred fifty thousand Australians use cannabis on a weekly basis, Ooh, yeah. uh, which is one in. 32 people use it at least weekly. Yeah. Um, about half of those people use it daily. Mm-hmm. But those statistics are for the general Australian community. So one third of LGBTI Australian adults say they've used weed within the past 12 months as opposed to uh, just over 12% of cis heterosexual adults. To okay. put it into a bit of a queer context for you. Yeah. Now, statistics yeah, as well. There's a lot of theorisation mm. yeah. mm. as to why those statistics How exist. How big was this sample size? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 50% of those statistics come from me. Yeah. <laughs> we spoke to three queer people. Yeah, yeah. yeah so obviously gay people have yeah. a larger percentage of that. We are, yeah. yeah. And there's lots of different theories as to why. One is that the queer community has a very long standing uh, relationship with weed um, for self-medication mm-hmm. as well as recreational use. To break that down a little bit, historically it was used a lot for yeah. people uh, stuff suffering from AIDS-related illnesses uh, and still is for those uh, that are not able to medicate. Mm-hmm. It's also used for mental health issues mm-hmm. which can be sort of anxiety issues and sleep issues. got a lot of those. <laughs> we do. I mean also in the recreational um, side of it we all already know that you know mm. uh, queer people are, especially gay men for, for our audience that are listening um, have high incidences of, of party drug use like MDMA cocaine and speed and quite often weed's used as a, a bit of a come down or, or a kick on uh, kind of a drug to sort of come down off balance. Other, it's all about yeah, balance guys. Yeah. <laughs> do you guys smoke weed? I do. I do. <laughs> I love it. Sounded like a teenager. Yeah, like someone, Do you guys have like the Seven <laughs> Eleven? Oh, you got a diary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that sounded really weird. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> um, Mary Joanna. <laughs> Mary J. I personally do. I've gone through yeah. phases uh-huh. over my. What's your phase now? 14 years. Uh, very rarely now. Okay. I uh, was always quite recreational. And then for a few years, I would, like, if I had it in the, like, I'd buy a bag and then I would smoke it every night until it ran out. And then I'd yeah. be fine until I bought another bag and then I would smoke it every night until it mm-hmm. ran out. And that was a fine way of me doing it for, for mm-hmm. many, many years. And then it got to a point where I started getting a little bit crazy yeah. when I was oh. smoking it. it. It was just a bit too much. Oh, okay. So I, I've realised I'm better. I have a bag at a friend's place. Uh, yeah. So if I really, really want it, yeah. which is probably maybe once a month that I purposely <laughs> go out looking, like wanting to do it, yeah. I'll go and pick some up from my friend's place. Oh. Mm. And then, yeah, I would either, either from that I would only use it after a, a big night out, uh, mm-hmm. which again is becoming more rarer and rarer as I get yeah. older. Yeah. 
I have a, like, weirdly, I have a very conflicted relationship with weed. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know why. And it always makes me question who I am as an individual as well. And I think just very... That's part of the fun of it, isn't it? You question everything. Yeah. What is the world? What is life? Yeah, why do we pay money? Classic weed. Totally. <laughs> Where are the cookies? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, they were weed cookies. Fuck. If I walk past you, am I in the past? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Are <laughs> you high right now? <laughs> Um, when I was a kid, my brother got arrested numerous times for, uh, actually growing marijuana at our family property. Like, I don't know. I dabbled through it throughout my life. I have mental health issues myself. Mm. And so you find it helps or exasperates them? For me personally, Mm. it exasperates. Yeah. (laughs) Say the word. Sound it out. Sound it out. (laughs) It doesn't help me. Yeah. Uh, Good good choice. The legal league. Yeah. Because I've found other drugs that do yeah and i've found my pocket of fun stuff that mm-hmm. i can do with my mental health that yeah helps me what is- but i have seen it work wonders for other friends mm. but i was in a relationship really recently that spiraled into this really weird direction very quickly mm. when we first started dating it was a joint before bed here and there mm. to help get to sleep and unwind yeah which i thought was like yeah, totally fine. That's within my scope of comfort with drug use. It's recreational. And yeah. It's something you do that's within your control. Um, but that spiraled into daily use. Yeah. And it was like four to five times a yeah. day, every day, consistently. Yeah. And then it became a priority. Mm. I feel like there is this a kind of like stigma with people who smoke weed that it is like their whole life. And it's like they kind of wake up in the morning and like yeah. do a bong. And there like is a stigma, but it's, it's it's an unfair one because yeah. there are a lot of people that do have regular weed use that don't yeah. need to do that, that don't do it before work mm-hmm. and don't have this dependence on it. And they're mm-hmm. just able to use it. And that's why I think when we're looking at the legal ramifications yeah. of punishment of weed, we need to be looking at these statistics. And I think whenever anything is tilted towards a certain community using it, yeah. that isn't the mainstream community, Straighties. we need to sort of be asking, well, not just necessarily straight yeah. people, but yeah, mainstream society, we need yeah. to sort of be looking at why are certain people getting punished for something that really isn't affecting mm. the majority of people. Yeah. And if people like Luke are able to say, well, this isn't good for me, I'm going to stop doing it, then mm. we know it's not an addictive substance in the same way that ice is an addictive yeah. substance. People like And Luke. I personally feel like there should, whilst there shouldn't be... Yeah, whilst I think that that definitely should be the case for all drugs, I think there should be harsher penalties uh, and more deterrence for things like ice, whereas I think things like weed, it's, it's not as addictive and people are, like yourself and myself, are able to pull themselves back and go, mm. uh, I can't be doing I this I feel like day. it is less threatening because it's, it's like alcohol. a natural, it's like a plant. Yeah. So like, I feel like it, it's not as scary as the other uh, one. And it's also like we all know that we don't get up and have a, a glass of wine before Yeah, well, that's the thing, you know, like, yeah. I know it Some comes up every time you're that. talking about drugs, but like it's just so interesting that alcohol is... Yeah. So accepted and like so bad for your Mm. health and, you know, so (laughs) complicit in Mm. uh, violence Mm -hmm. issues and and car crashes Mm -hmm. and people just injuring themselves. Like you go into an ED at a hospital on a Saturday night Mm. and like there's going to be a lot of people in there that have done something really ridiculous Mm -hmm. while just being really drunk Mm. and they're allowed to be really drunk. and. Interestingly, if someone has a problem with alcohol and becomes, for want of a better word, an alcoholic, uh, and they start having to have a drink before work, or they start doing these stupid things, we don't say, oh, let's send them to jail because they're an alcoholic. We say, oh, hey, mate, friend, have you thought about 
getting some help with your, yeah. your with your alcohol issues. Uh, yet with drugs, we have this sort of we as a, a mainstream society this weird thing of of making it like oh you need to go to jail because you did that. Mm. It's yeah. a really yeah it's a really because weird it's different, illegal. because it's illegal and and so yeah. we have to ask the question why is things like weed illegal? Um, there's other interest, interesting statistics that we also need to look at when we're we're looking at this. Indigenous people have a much higher rate of of marijuana use than uh, white people in Australia, and it is important to look at the Australian statistics when mm. we're looking at this because we are looking at Australian laws. Cis white men are mm. least likely to get uh, a charge if they're found carrying marijuana. Trans people of colour are the most likely, which is, is often the way with many, many yeah. different laws that they can be guilty of the same crime and yet mm-hmm. get a different punishment. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's an, an, another interesting to look, thing to look at when we're looking at the uh, decriminalisation of, of drugs like weed as well, I think. Mm. I've no, I don't have much experience with weed, but I'd really like to. <laughs> I just, I can't smoke. I can't do the process of smoking. Like, well, I just have cough and cookies. splutter. Do you want yeah, I was is... like, can someone just bake it for me? Yeah. I want to eat it. Those well, are the I'm good at eating. Though. Is it? Oh, because people eat too much, hey. It's and hard then, like, to measure. You just to have a little, a yeah, little bit. Yeah, but I'm so There's down. also this wonderful new thing, because the, the problem with baking is I'm not much of a, a master chef <laughs> lesbian you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> did you call me lesbian <laughs> you know you're cutting that you're cutting that one <laughs> don't this lesbian has a name Thomas <laughs> oh my you are absolutely God. cutting that one don't cut it <laughs> we don't need to expose him expose him <laughs> cancel I'm waiting for you to start laughing so I can have a clear cut oh no no Kirsty you're a lesbian you're, like, you're good at baking I'm not very good at baking uh, so I've, I've, tr- I've tried cooking the, the weed brownies and the quickies before and I'm yeah. awful at it but a friend recently bought this machine that you can get and oh, you just put all the machine, ingredients in it a weed machine yeah no it, and, oh. and it makes the butter that you have to use to, oh. to bake the season oh. brownies yeah it's the in the butter isn't it oh, it's, yeah, like I butter. Have it's really hard it's, yeah, yeah the butter's it's, the key it's really hard ah. to cook it. and I, I can barely cook fucking two minute noodles so I've tried cooking the butter before and I fucked it up every time. But yeah, I use this friend's machine and you put all the ingredients. So the it's machine like is made specifically for like weed a, butter yeah, or is. just for butter? No, it's like, like it's for weed butter. Oh. And it's like a um, <laughs> it's like a slow cooker for stoners. You just put all the ingredients oh in, you leave it for a little while and it makes the butter. And then yeah. you just pour that into, you can even just buy like a huh. packet mixture brownie thing from the shops yeah, yeah. and pour this butter into it. And it's Yeah, it I'm, not, I'm sure people aren't just being like master yeah. chef with their like weed brownie. But also vapes are a really good way of smoking weed. Oh, if, you're good, if you're not a good... Um, if is that like oil then? Is that what you put in I uh, know you can put actual, depending what one you buy, you can put actual like dry okay. weed into, uh, yeah. there's certain ones you can buy. I'm learning so um, much. And it's a lot notes. more gentle <laughs> so you don't get like that harsh yeah. cigarette style smoke. Yeah. If you're not a smoker, you can, yeah, it, it, it sort okay, of well, filters it out, I guess. Let's do the whole Adelaide show next week high. Let's, <laughs> let's do an entire episode of this podcast high, but we'll all take a different drug each oh, God. and we won't say which drug we're on and everyone can guess what drug we're on. Oh, Kirstie, yeah. would you like to come back Jesus. again? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I'll just be snoring. Yeah. yeah. And everyone will be like, Tamazepam. Yeah. I already offered you a Tamazepam before the show. Is that like Marzipan? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's yes. just like Marzipan. They put on wedding yeah. cakes, right? I will yeah. only do that if we do not say which episode it is. Oh, and we would have to guess. Uh, fan based yeah. aside. Oh, boy. So that's us for tonight, guys. Thanks for sticking around with us. And thank you so much, Kirsty, for being here with us. And thank you. Providing the lols and being called a lesbian by Tom. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, Do you have any gigs coming up that you want to plug? 
Oh, yeah, I've got millions of gigs coming up. They're always on my socials mm-hmm. yeah. at Kirsty Webeck, W-E-B-E-C-K. Um, I would highly recommend following her socials because I feel like I should be paying money to you because yeah. it provides you <laughs> so many lols. So funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. My Twitter feed yeah. is because you know the I'm not going to give you money, but work. I'm just saying I feel like I should. <laughs> you now the algorithm uh, algorithms work. My Twitter feed is basically just you and Joel Creasy. <laughs> and the gays revolting. Yeah. And just Love the three. It. Yeah. I've got a uh, I've got a brand new show touring next year as well. It's called Gosh. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. With an exclamation mark. At the end. Like, don't forget the okay, <laughs> uh, exclamation. Mark. Yeah. yeah. It'll, it'll be kicking off at uh, Melbourne International Comedy Festival next year. So. Can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. Should be. And we'll see you at the Midsummer Extravaganza. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. It hasn't been announced yet, but let's just whisper it into the microphones yeah. and no one will know. Yeah, yeah all right. <laughs> Top secret information, but I will be at the Midsummer Extravaganza in all my glory. <laughs> I might even be hosting. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> uh, we also have our Adelaide live show, which is next week. So if you haven't got your tickets yet, please get them mm. and fast. And Kirsty will be joining us on stage. Yes. She doesn't, know <laughs> she doesn't know it yet. <laughs> but <laughs> we need a lesbian. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll be like, what about? doing in Adelaide <laughs> <laughs> um, and we also now have Sydney Mardi Gras show lined up so mm. get your tickets to that as well you could just travel with us be groupies yeah like, please yeah. join the tour <laughs> yeah Kirstie's sticking around for our after show Ooh. this week Stereotypes. 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 <laughs> white, white people stuff. Um, yeah, I want to talk a bit about uh, stereotypes, uh, mainly because we, uh, you know, I've been looking forward to having Kirsty on the show for so long. And Kirsty and I, when we get a little bit, you know, drunk, we've had a few barbecues <laughs> together and stuff, we start riffing on each other about what each other's group does. So I'll make some lesbian jokes, she'll make some gay jokes. And I think it's an easy, interesting discussion, especially after talking about infighting within the community, about how we sometimes embrace stereotypes. As so it's a narrative. Apart. Yeah. It's almost a Stay cohesive tuned. threat yeah. oh my between God. our topics Love this it. week. Love that for us. <laughs> <laughs> Story <laughs> up. Story <laughs> up. <laughs> what a cool uh, thing we did. Okay, boomers. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.